0: On today's episode, I am chatting with Karen Turpin and we are talking about all things procrastination and clarity. This podcast episode is definitely going to give you lots of light bulb moments and just blow your mind, I have to say. Karen helps women and entrepreneurs break through their abundance blocks so they can become authentically aligned to their passion and purpose. She's basically known as the Unstuck Coach. I love her so, so, so much. While I've got your attention before we play the episode – don't forget, you can follow me over on Instagram at risanos.casa. You can also find me on Facebook. You can join the free Facebook community group called The Wooin Food. All the links should be in the show notes. Otherwise, you can just do a little search yourself. And I just want to say, please enjoy the episode. If you love it, feel free to give this podcast a rating. That would be ever so appreciated. And follow us along um, for our weekly episodes. So, Buckle up and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to The Woo in Food. I am your host, Marilyn Rossano, and I help women in small business create flow in meal planning, routines, and small business strategies with ease by taking the overwhelm and thinking out of the no-time juggle. Hello, Karen. Thank you so much for coming on my show. I appreciate you, you for having here. me. <laughs> Today, I think we are going to be talking about procrastination and is it affecting your weak flow? And I love this topic so much because I think so many people are going to have some light bulb moments and definitely be like, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> this is me. Um, do you want to kind of give a little spill of what
1: you do? Yes well thank you for having me on your show. We've talked before I know on Clubhouse um, and that was good fun so here we are doing it again and um, I become known as the get on stuck coach Um, because people come to me and they just say well I'm really really stuck and I don't know why and that's the really interesting thing because when we're stuck We don't know why, right? If we Mm. knew why we were stuck, we would sort it out and we would move on. So they kind of come and they say, well, I I feel really, really stuck. Um, I don't know why. I don't know how. I don't know what I'm meant to be doing. And, of course, all of that ties in so nicely with procrastination because we can stay stuck in that space for a really, really long time, years in actual fact. And so how I help them kind of depends on what the whole issue is so if they're coming to me and they're stuck in business we're going to talk about what their business is what what their message is to the world how they want to take that out some people come because they're stuck in um uh you know in terms of their spirituality they've maybe had an awakening and they don't understand what's happening to them and sometimes it's just about their own mindset, about who they are, about their, their place in the world, about, you know, whether they're valuable enough, whether they're worthy enough, you know, all of that kind of thing. One of my favorite things to talk about, though, is um, all aspects of abundance mm-hmm. and, and particularly money. And that makes people really, really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I love to delve into those money stories, get them shifted out and literally their whole world changes. I love so so I'm just going to pause a moment and say that I apologize for the helicopters that have started that's circling okay. <laughs> over the top of my house. There's obviously something going on out there in the ocean that they need to be looking at. But anyway, that's, that's life. All right. And we're all, we're all about uh, keeping it real here, aren't we? We're so used to it in Sydney now. I think that's just become the norm for <laughs>
0: You have helped me so, so, so much, and um, we'll get into that shortly because, wow, the shifts that you really helped me with, um, especially around being stuck. I mean, I'll get into that a little bit later, but do you want to talk a little bit about like what procrastination is, like in your interpretation? Because for me personally, and I know with a lot of people that I help it's always fear-based. It's always like, no matter what the excuse, I'm going to use the word excuse because that's how I used to see things. Like, I think one of the main things for me was like perfectionism. And that was just, I use that as an excuse. And because I was like, oh no, it has to look a certain way, blah, blah, blah. It was just, I was using that as an excuse so that I didn't show up or do something or, or change, change something that was like Quote unquote, a problem in my life. But what are you kind of, what's your kind of interpretation on procrastination?
1: Yeah, um, I've had procrastination too. And and I still do from time to time. I think that's probably true for everyone. Um, And I like how you brought in the word excuse because the point is, we often don't realize that we are making excuses. Yep. You know, we want to get on with something the excuses come so automatically to us that we don't even realize that we're doing it and it can be excuses that we've been talking about for years you know the same excuse the same excuse and in actual fact you know quite honestly sometimes I've had uh, somebody come to me to do some work maybe because this is another thing you know people come for one thing not realizing that that's not the problem it's actually something else so true So when they're coming for the one thing I often see that it's the other thing so we talk about that as well and they go away but you know not everybody is ready to see the other thing yet so they continue with the excuses which keeps them stuck for you know extended periods of time so sometimes people come back you know a year or two later and they go oh, you know, when we worked together last time and you said it was that other thing, well, I've kind of just got onto that now. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, let's work on it now because there is an element to timing with this as well, you know, and um, sometimes we're not ready to shift through it at that so particular true. time. Yeah, And I think, you know, uh, for many of your listeners, uh, particularly young mums with kids and homes to run and all of that. And particularly if they have any aspirations, you know, towards starting their own business or if they're an entrepreneur and they're trying to juggle everything at once, all oh, the excuses come thick and fast.
0: Oh, they do. I do. And I think it's also like the whole... I mean, for me personally, that whole like new identity and you're kind of, you feel in your head stuck. You're like, I'm not that person, but I'm not this person, but I still have to do this. And it's like, who am I? (laughs) What am I doing? And we also surround ourselves with people from, you know, our old identity, new, like whatever. We're, We're just kind of stuck in this middle and we're kind of on this hamster wheel where we're like, who are we? What are we doing? And a lot of other people that we... Are close with in our circle have similar excuses, so it almost seems like normal to feel that way. Which there's no normal or not normal way, but you're right. We don't even realize some of the things that we are using as excuses.
1: Well, the interesting part to that, a little bit of psychology there, is that we love to belong to the tribe, Mm -hmm. and so as we move into a new identity, as maybe mothers, right, for Mm -hmm. the first time or, or whatever um we then get up you know we are in our baby group or our toddler group or whatever it is and we're with these group of mothers that are using the same excuses as you've just mentioned and there's comfort in that there is we feel safe within that tribe and the point is this goes back to uh you know it's a tribal thing it's um goes back a long way to the time when um We really needed to be within a tribe because, you know, there were saber-toothed tigers out there and all of that (laughs) stuff, right? So when you are apart from the tribe, you are not safe. So therefore, we're kind of hardwired to to want to stay in a group to stay safe. Correct. And there's a reptilian part of the mind that says that when you move away from the tribe, you are not safe. So supposing that you're with a gorgeous group of um, mums, toddlers babies whatever and then you get this amazing idea about this business this inspiration you and I talked about you know a great business idea for somebody Mm -hmm. just before we press record about you know where we see there is a gap in the market so supposing you're in this group right and you're like wow I've got this amazing idea that I think would really really help people and I'm going to start to you know go on to that well then that's going to take time. And, you know, you're going to be researching and you're going to be, you know, developing ideas that may mean that you're not so available for some of those uh, mums, groups, meetings or exactly. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you're challenged, right? And you're like, oh my God, you know, but I really need these people because they're part of my tribe. And so you start pulling yourself away from your business idea. And then you begin to take on the idea that, you um, you know, who am I to do this? Who am I to do that? I'm just a mom. You know, I can't do this. I'm just a mom. Mm -hmm. And then you start self-doubt. It's like, can I really do this? Like, why am I not satisfied just to be a mom now? And it's like, oh my God, the host of these limiting beliefs that we come up with. It's so true. yeah, and so, we like
0: um, to um also know. Sorry, cut you off. We also like you. Just making me. I'm a jog back memories, but yeah, we like to know like the steps and how, and we want to know the outcome. But the thing is, it's like. Mm there is no right or wrong there is no actual step by step guide you're not going to be spoon fed certain things and ways you just have to find perhaps that person that you connect with you know whether that's you me someone else online you know a coach a mentor or whatever it is a podcast a group a facebook group someone that you resonate with that you can kind of you know build that trust and that like and that know and just be heard and you know then hone in hone into those feelings
1: And and it's interesting because you can't do that within your group of either your family group or friends or, you know, your mum's group or whatever, because, and again, this is hardwired, it's a psychology thing that when one person in the group looks like they might be about to move away, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the others pull together And they start questioning. It's like, well, why do you want to do that for? Mm -hmm. What what makes you want to do that? And then you go into self-doubt sometimes. Uh, One of my, um, he was actually a student of mine, oh, crikey, 20 years ago. He was an older man though. And he said to me, and it's always stayed with me. He said, how's the easiest way to keep a crab in a bucket? (laughs) And I said, I have no idea. I couldn't even see where this was leading us, right? And he said, the easiest way to keep a crab in the bucket is to put another one in there with it or a couple. So and true. I said, why? And he said, cause the crab will always try to c- climb out. It wants to move on to better things, but the other crabs in the bucket with it will always pull it down. Mm, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And that's true with our family, even though they love us and our friends and our groups, mother's groups or whatever, because they love us and they do want the best for us. But seeing us begin to change and grow activates their fears and limitations. It also shows to them where they may have procrastinated when they had ideas that could have led them, you know, somewhere. So hmm, we're complex beings, aren't we? Definitely. And
0: that leads me into asking you, I'm like, what, What are some kind of, and I call them symptoms. What are some symptoms, which are words that people use when they come to you, you know, when they are sort of feeling like I'm sort of procrastinating, but I feel stuck? Because I know for me, a lot of people come to me where, because they're like, listen, I'm having this repeated overwhelm, flustered. I just can't keep on top of it. I'm disorganized. It's stressing me out. I feel like a hot mess, you know, when it comes to getting dinner sorted. I mean, they're just like so, I'm, I'm not going to say helpless for me, but they just don't know where to start and where to end. Like what are some common symptoms that you experience that people use?
1: Well, because I work with spiritually minded entrepreneurs, um, they always kind of lean towards that spiritual aspect. So they stay, say that I'm stuck, I'm blocked. They are very often think that there's some spiritual reason outside of them. As if it's this big bag boogeyman <laughs> kind of, you know, attaching to them and keeping them stuck. Or they often think it might be from a past life. Maybe there's some fear or something they did in a past life is now stopping them in this life. So that's another whole angle that we can look at because I do work with past life stuff as well. Um, and then they say, well, I feel stuck. I'm lost. I'm directionless. And then they say, I'm disconnected. I just want my spiritual connection. I want to know what my soul purpose is. And when they feel that they're disconnected, they also then feel that they can't kind of tune into their intuition or or tune into their heart, listen to their heart. Mm -hmm. Then they, they become directionless because they're not yes. listening to themselves. Yeah. Yep. And shooting bullets into a black room essentially. And
0: just, oh, we'll just try this. I yep. oh, will just try this and I'll try this. And, oh, what do you know? I'm burning out and I'm the needle's not moving. I'm not happy. I was doing this to, yeah, like fill up my cup and essentially it's burning me out. So it's having the opposite. Yeah. That's so, that's so, so true. And so then, like, do you feel like there's any false beliefs um, that come with that? Because I know, so for, for me, my interpretation of false belief is something, and ex- well, I'm going to say excuse, but it's not. Something that people say that is causing the outcome but it's not really it. So for me, it's like, well, you know, Marilyn, I'm not like you. I'm not naturally organized. It's like, well, you know, it's not like I was injected with this organization vaccine at birth. You know, yes, I did come from a mum who, you know, did certain things a certain way, but I've got friends that didn't come from households that were quote unquote organized. And they are like, you know, and they are what we would call organized. So I definitely know that it's not that. And I know that it's really, you know, down to habits and just reaching out and asking for help, help from someone that is great at something. I'm not great at everything. I reached out to you to help me because sometimes when we're in it, we are so emotionally bound to the situation. We can't see it. I mean, how many times, you know, you and I always talk and you're like, Marilyn, you're so good at giving blah, 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 these ideas. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm not in it. And you are just as great as giving me ideas because we're an outsider. So what do you like kind of experience that people come to you with these like false beliefs around procrastination and being stuck? I suppose
1: the, the Liberty beliefs are interesting because um, majority of them come from uh, our childhood, So when I trained to become a hypnotherapist, I was actually astounded at how much, um, you know, I'm going to use the word damaged, how much we've been damaged in our childhood innocently by our parents and our teachers and society um, because we, we... misunderstand things sometimes as a young child. And of course we will at three or four years old, we're going to make a different meaning from it than what an adult would, right? Correct. So our limiting beliefs come from there. And it can be uh, something as, as simple as, you know, we had a messy bedroom as a child and our mother said, oh, you're so disorganized. You're such a messy person. You know, you'll never be able to do anything sensible because you're so messy. So as an adult, we think that's a stupid throwaway comment. But as a child, I mean, it could be des- devastating, particularly add on top of that, you know, the punishment is that because you didn't tidy your room, you can't have, you know, an ice cream after dinner or whatever. <laughs> you know, we we kind of layer in all of this stuff. So now the child then grows up thinking, well, I'm, i can never be organized like my mom. I can never be good enough for my mom or good enough in the world because I'm so disorganized and I don't deserve nice things like ice cream because I'm so disorganized. And it's like layers upon layers upon layers.
0: Oh my God. That is so funny because I feel like my son is very organized and clean. My daughter's not. Do you have any suggestions on how I can discipline her without damaging her. Cause I just feel like, I mean, I don't, I don't do that, but I do sometimes guilty. I do say, Oh my gosh, why are you so messy for like, not telling her off, but I do pass that comment. So, yeah. Well,
1: you know, I, I got to <laughs> confess, my my sons are 31 and 29. And I, I did my hypnotherapy training a few years back. But when I came back from my training, I went and trained in London. I came back to Sydney and I said to both of my boys, I'm really sorry if I've really messed up your heads to <laughs> <late>. children Too <laughs> late. Because, because I've done this stuff, right? And they're like, oh, mum, mum, don't be like, that you've been lovely i'm like oh no no believe me i will have said some things that have impacted you and you may not know till later but anyway that's kind of what we all do and that's why we've got therapists right (laughs) so they can sort themselves out when they get there we all do the best we can you know so um how you could uh help your daughter to be more organized (laughs) is to you see the mind loves to be excited so when we excite the mind to do something that we don't like to do, the mind kind of, instead of it going, oh, I hate doing this, I hate doing this. When we excite the mind by giving it these messages, the mind then goes, huh, we like doing this, this is good. Yeah. So you have to say things like, yeah, we love having um, you know, a nice tidy room and let's do this because it's a really exciting, fun thing to do. So you make it exciting. Rather than making it a chore or a really boring thing that she hates, you go, wow, let's see, you know, if we can arrange all your your books in a a pretty way and put all the colors together or whatever it is have you, know. you met
0: my daughter but, Penelope have you met no. her no yeah well it's going to take a little bit more than that and probably some ice cream with it no I'm just joking <laughs> but yeah. you are right no you are right. when there is excitement and that you know let's do it together she likes to do things together um yeah,
1: yeah it's definitely a better response I I do yeah. have to say exciting the mind so I mean I had a messy son and a tidy son so yeah yeah and I, and I couldn't make the messy one tidy yeah well hopefully he has a lovely partner that compliments him well you know he um he's in the army and um it, well, it's straighten him up. It straightened him up so he went off to do his basic training and they taught him how to do hospital um corners you know on the beds Nothing right gives me life more than hospital hospital corner yeah so in the army they actually measure them Right. So his first inspection of his room in the army is that the uh, whoever it is, sergeant or whoever comes in and they check that everything is perfect. They even get the measure out to make sure that the (laughs) angle is right on the sides of the things. Right. And everything has to be spotless, the the, um, skirt and boards and the whole lot. Right. So anyway, that's him. He's come straight out of home. He was 21. He went to the army. He's been trained, you know. Um, he even criticizes the way I iron shirts now because that's not the way that you do them properly it's like right, well, okay yeah anyway so he moved into his apartment and he was having his first inspection by the real estate agent you know so he's got everything tidied up ready and he was there when they came to do the inspection and I said to him later on the phone I said so how did the inspection go he said oh fine he said god she didn't even check my skirt and boards. <laughs> i'm like darling it's not an army inspection it's just I feel real
0: like, i feel like i'm getting like a business idea where he kind of trains husbands <laughs> how to do these basic tasks around the house like it'll make our lives a lot easier look my husband's pretty it good would. but yeah it does take that whole training oh my goodness but you're yeah, so right slightly off off topic there, but anyway. (laughs) No, but you're right. When you talk about that whole excitement, I find that too. I mean, bringing it back to food, like with how I help people as well. I just think that for me, it's not really that I'm, the women that come to me love cooking. They actually enjoy it. It's just the headache of what to cook and thinking of it and something that somewhat has become a chore and I know like especially this kid doesn't eat that that kind of you know blah 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 and I give lots of options like you don't like prawns have chicken you don't like this change it to that it's easy but it's just taking that thinking out of it and I think once there's a little bit of organization and that goes with everything whether it's in business whether it's in cooking whether it's in you know gardening whatever the hell it is that you do once there's a little bit of forward thinking just a little bit and I find that some people come to me and they're like well I don't have time to meal plan it's like yeah but you also are going to the supermarket day in day out trying to think what the hell you're going to cook or what you're going to and I know this happens with business because I've been there as well when I didn't have that clear vision and that you know um, path and strategy it was like you just sit down to do stuff but you're just doing random shit or you're just cooking random meals. And therefore, the stress and the strain that's been put on top of what you're doing, it's A, not enjoyable. B, you you know, you're just energetically crap doing it. So, yeah, so I find that really interesting. But I think for you, I was so drawn to you because I think you could, you saw, you saw my kind of struggle. And I was like, I don't know, I'm kind of drawn to Karen. But I was stuck. And I use that word um because I felt that for me I think I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur as well I love a lot of things but also I need to hone in on one thing or be focused on one thing and I just was like I don't know these two things that are going on in my mind how can I merge them do they make sense is it a diversion and when I did your two-hour is it the quantum what was it called again the quantum yeah we did a quantum visioning session it was amazing and it just I mean, I can't even articulate it because it was so light, so effortless. It wasn't like I was in this state where it's like, oh, you know, people, how they think like about hypnosis, like, oh, like you're going to start barking like a freaking dog or some shit that they have. Like, I don't know where that came from, but it was so light. And at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, really? Like something that I made out to be such a big freaking deal in my mind. And that was holding me stuck and holding me back to move forward in terms of my planning, in terms of, you know, executing certain things. I was like, really, really? I was like, so I felt like an idiot, (laughs) like stressing out about something so basic that you helped me see just through that, through that two hour process. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I can't believe it.
1: Yeah, it's a great process. Um, some people uh, are very afraid of hypnosis and I do actually call it like a hypno meditation. Yeah, really. Because um, the thing with hypnosis and meditation, and I do both, is that you, all it is really is that you're going into an alpha brainwave state or sometimes people go into a theater if they go deeper. Um And once you're in that brainwave state, you're not so in your conscious, critical mind anymore. Correct. You've just dropped into a different level. And then in that space, you allow the creativity of your subconscious mind to come through. And then and then it gives you the visions of the potentials that are within you, because I first discovered this years ago. I used to do um, always used to have a stand at the mind, body, spirit festivals around Australia And I started to do these psychic readings at the stands and people would say, oh, you know, could you tell me, you know, what my life, you know, what my life will look like in six months or a year's time, or how will my business go in in Mm. six months? And I thought, well, it's never as as simple as just one pathway.
0: Mm. You know, we
1: have, I see at least four or five options every time I look Because our future is not written in stone, we are the creative force, we can change direction at any point in time, and so we can have you know, even for you, right? Your beautiful vision. We looked at your where you're going to be in two years' time if you stay in exactly the same mindset that you are now. We looked at your highest potential once you were out of your quandary of what do I do. Yeah, we looked at the highest potential now your highest potential is amazing. Mm -hmm. But if tomorrow morning you get up and you go, you know what? I know that's my highest potential, but I actually want to go off and do dress design instead. Yeah. Well, now you've just shifted your whole focus. Does it mean that that visioning session we did together was wrong? No, it doesn't mean it's wrong. It just showed you another potential because there's never just one road. So you change your mind and then we have a look and go, oh, my God, at your highest potential, you could do this with dress designing or whatever it is. So we're never limited. It's just us that think we are. I
0: I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I love hypnosis and I love for me my busy, busy mind. Like my mind is something that you would see if you were looking at a computer screen with like 50 tabs open and everything just loading, loading, loading. That's me. And for me, it really helps quieten that. And I don't necessarily like obviously I did with you because it was very guided, but when I do other hypnosis and not for longer or anything like that, I don't really see too much in there, but it's later. And I'm sure a lot of people relate to this, that when they're like standing, doing something mindless, because again, I think that's the alpha state. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. If you don't believe it or not, I'm sure you would have all had this moment where you're driving the car and maybe not with the kids screaming in it, or you're washing the dishes or doing something mindless. And you're like, you get this idea and you're just like, Oh, you know, and it's because your brain is in
1: that state, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. In the shower is a classic one. Yep. And for me, when I'm walking my dog in the morning. Yep. Because I'm just kind of in a relaxed state. I'm not really thinking about anything. That's the alpha brainwave state. And we, we go in and out of that numerous times a day. How have you kind of seen
0: with your clients like afterwards. Cause I know that for me, like just with the whole meal plan I have had, I mean, I've only been doing it for a few months now, but I've had women write back to me and be like, Oh my God, I'm actually enjoying cooking again. I'm like, not freaking stressed. Like, I'm, you know, that headache's gone out of the day. And it's something really small and simple, but it can be very stressful, especially when you're like yo-yoing and you have a business or maybe you're working and Zoom meetings. And I mean, there was homeschooling at a point or taxi driver mum. but what kind of like outcomes have you seen with your clients? Like, especially around like them showing up in their business or in their lives once they have had that breakthrough with you, especially around like, being clearer and actually doing stuff
1: and not procrastinating well we tend to build up um the thing that we're stuck with we tend to build it up and it looks like a huge scary monster in front of us and there's, there's uh they say you know how do you eat an elephant well you don't fit all of that in your mouth at one time you take off chunk by chunk, bite by bite. So when we look at this big, scary, Oh, I'm so stuck. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. When we break that down into bite-sized pieces, then it suddenly it's like, Oh, well, of course, of course I can do that. What's my next step? Oh, there, of course I can do that. Yeah. And the, and the thing with the quantum visioning session that we did for you um, was you get your two visions of your normal life and your amazing highest potential life and you see yourself in them and you feel yourself in them and everything feels so manageable yes it's the feeling it's the feeling and then as a
0: result personally it's then I'm like it's okay to be where I am do you know what I mean Mm. it's okay to be where I am you know, starting, you know, whatever. Like, I think people also, we get into this like whole comparison thing where we're like, I've got to do this and this and that. But like, you know, you might be comparing yourself to someone that has been doing what they've been doing for five years, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, they've Mm -hmm. struck a deal with someone. Cool, like, and- You know, it means nothing and just honoring where you're kind of at and reaching out. I think there's also a little bit of shame as well to, I mean, I personally find sometimes to ask and reach out for help with something that we're struggling with. And I think that, you know, a lot of the time, yeah, like there is lots of great podcasts out there. We can make changes and smaller habits, but when we're in that kind of consumption mode, we're consuming, 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 and we're not laser focused on one thing at a time how are you going to really get the results? Where do you start? Where do you finish? Like, and asking and reaching out for help with something so basic, whether it's like a bloody meal plan or, you know, having a clarity session, you've taken a step and you're like, okay, like, yeah, I can actually do this. And I'm doing that, focusing on that. And that's where I'm at rather than consume, 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 implement this. I'm going to work on this and I'm going to work on that. And then we're just still in that freaking hot mess state. I don't know. Mm -hmm. That's my personal experience.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, to be perfectly honest, I haven't been good at planning. Um, I've kind of had the luxury in a sense of, um, you know, my kids are grown. I haven't had to have another job. I've been able to do my thing for a long time. And because I teach meditation and healing, it's always been these very kind of, you know, maybe what you would think of as slow moving, gentle things, which is perfect for my type. And to speed up and do things at a million miles an hour like you do is kind of (laughs) like, whoa, that is just not me, right? It's not me. I could make it me but I don't want to make it me because it doesn't feel comfortable for me, but I can take some great tips from what you've shared, you know, the meal planning. I, I didn't uh, follow your, your meal planning, Mm -hmm. but some are probably about a year ago. I got into the habit of meal planning in my own little way that I do it. exactly. And it's like, Oh my God, I just go to the shop. I've got my list. I come home. I know what I'm going to be cooking for the week. And it's like it's so easy. Why wouldn't you? And here I am. I'm 57 years old, and I've only been meal planning for the last year. It's like, what? Where did I miss that? So, I know yeah. with young children. Oh my god, that would be amazing. I've got to confess, <laughs> I did um, live in Asia for six years. Ah, oh, stop it. Whereabouts? And I was in Singapore. So my brother lives there. That's amazing. Beautiful food. Yeah. So I had a gorgeous um, maid (laughs) who (laughs) who did my cooking and it was amazing. And and I have to laugh because I came here to Sydney. My boys were um, something like... Seven and nine, or six and eight, or somewhere around there. And um, the first day, I'm like, we were in a service apartment, and I drove them to school, and I dropped them off at school, and then I drove home, and I kind of made the beds. Oh my god, I got to make the beds now, right? So yeah. I tidied up the house, I made the beds, and I'm like, hmm, what do I do with the rest of my day? Oh, I know, I could go and get some food for dinner. Yeah. So I go and get the food for dinner, and then I take it home and I put it away in the fridge. And then I go and pick them up from school at the end and we come home and we're playing at the park and all of this. And I'm like, Oh my God, I have to cook. (laughs) It's like, it was like shocking to me. Exactly.
0: And it's that organization, but, and, and that just, because you weren't in the habit of it, you know, you're not in the habit of it. It's just getting yourself in the habit and somehow creating systems to make it easier. And that's why yeah. I'm like all about, like, you know what? If it just means that you follow a freaking planner, then yes. let it be, let it make it easy until you kickstart your habit and you be like, you know what? I make a better burger. Like, why am I, you know, but you're in the habit now of planning ahead. That's the yeah. underlying,
1: yeah, that's the byproduct, I have to say. Well, that's it. The, the other thing is that I have always been able to cook well. So yes. that helps. Because my father's French, so my mom always cooked beautiful food, and I do cook very well. So you can pull things together and create beautiful meals. But for people that haven't learned that skill yet, the meal planning and the menus, that would be amazing to have everything in one place. I agree. And I always ask my guests... <laughs>
0: what is your cbf go-to meal like you don't have to give us the exact rundown but what is this go-to meal that is delicious that is easy that is quick to give some inspiration maybe to a listener to be like i bet you she's listening to this in the supermarket going
1: i have no idea what to freaking cook oh there you go karen thank you (laughs) what is it well, I've given you um, today my, um, I've called them my turkey abundance burgers because <laughs> I'm all about teaching abundance, right? I believe that abundance is our birthright. And when we get over our stupid shit and we release our blocks and we realize yep. that we are freaking amazing, Yep. you know, as mothers, as entrepreneurs, as wives, as daughters, look, just love yourself and be who you are. So my whole gig is abundance. So of course, I had to call them my turkey abundance burgers, right? Yeah. Yep. And um, these are um, bunless burgers because I really don't do that well with wheat. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are gluten-free versions, which is good for a lot of people that have these food sensitivities now. So they are turkey burgers, just um, a packet of mints, you know, and you can all do it with your hands. And you put the unchopped onions in and your bit of parsley and you literally make them in your hands roll them in a ball, fresh, uh, push them flat like a patty. And I always kind of, uh, flick them back and forth in a bit of flour. And I use buckwheat flour so that again, yeah, we're not good... having the gluten in it. Um, uh, cause I, I'm kind of quite, quite interested in food and I'm, I'm actually a nutritionist, even though I don't practice as one. And, um, so with that, you just cook them easily in the pan. It takes what? Eight minutes, minutes. six minutes, yeah. depending on the size. Um, First off, of course, you heat the oven and you put in there your sweet potatoes, chips, Yum. olive oil, a bit of rosemary, lots of Himalayan um, salt. salt. I like Himalayan um, crystal salt. I want to make this. They're baking away. And then, so you put them in first, you make your little patties, you cook them, you get your onion rings, you cook them. Once they're cooked, you put them on a baking sheet, a little bit of cheese, cheddar cheese on the top, and your yep, onion always rings. Always have to put be them cheese. in. Yep, cheese melts nicely on the top in about a minute. And by then, you're pulling everything out on the plate. Yep. You've got your sweet potato fries. You've got your burger with your onion and your cheese melted on the top. And you put some uh, tomato, some rocket, a little bit of gherkin Love on this. your plate. Oh Cab plaza. God crowd pleaser.
0: And oh I think God. that I love, I love these kind of recipes because you know what? It's easy with it. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, if someone has an allergy, they don't, you can adapt it to what you like. Change a mince over. If you want to add buns, Adam, like I usually have bunless too. However, I always have brioche for the rest of the family.
1: I love it. Yep. I'm
0: actually going to make it and I will provide everyone with the recipe as well and post it. Um, you can probably find mm-hmm. that on Instagram and Karen how can people find you where can they find you
1: well I'm kind of in all the usual places like we are these days so (laughs) you can find me on Facebook Karen Turpin because that's my name (laughs) Um, Instagram I have a YouTube um, channel Uh, where else am I Karen Turpin spiritual coach Beautiful. I'll add all the um yeah.
0: links in the show notes as well. And yeah. Oh my God. Thank you. <laughs> okay. thank we you could so talk much.
1: for hours. So we'll I know, have to do it again. I know.
0: I'm always like, are these are going to be short, sweet, simple. And then I have Karen on and it's like two hours later, but I bet you everyone listened to it to the end because I could listen to your voice all day, every day and chat to you. We're very yin oh, and yang. So and sweet. I feel like the closest people to me, are very you know mellow and
1: yeah but anyway thank you so much for your time we all we all need a balance in life we need your organization and we meet need me being so chill and relaxed that it's like organization what is that yeah that's why we're very good for each other we are very very good thank
0: you so 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 much karen my pleasure thank you thanks All right, ladies, thank you so much for another episode. I hope you loved it. And if you did, please subscribe. You can also join the free Facebook community group, The Woo in Food, and find me over on Instagram at rassanos.casa. But until next episode, ciao, thank you, and take care.